Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said, in which we hit the B word hard, boundaries. I am so grateful when you guys send me questions because it makes it easier to come up with topics, particularly when I've been traveling for three weeks. So this is a reader question that comes to us from Nicole, who asks about a very specific question with, a, basically there's a person at her church that wants her to do something that she's A, just completely not interested in, B, unable to do, and C, did just really, really uninterested in. And so the question is, how do we have boundaries without being dicks? And how do we have boundaries without lying? And how do we just generally have boundaries? Boundaries, when we talk about them, they're not some like hippy-dippy woo-woo bullshit thing. They're a very real thing that just means that you teach people how to treat you. So in every moment of your day and every interaction that you have, you are actively teaching people how to treat you. You're teaching them what you will accept and what you will not accept. If you have no concept of this whatsoever, I want you to go to a big city, get on the subway... And then when people push you, you'll be very aware of your boundaries, of what you will accept and what you won't accept. Will you let people touch your hand when you're all grabbing the handrail or not? Like, it's a very physical thing on a subway or on a metro. And then think of that as energetically that happens too, when people email you and they want something. And it's like, well, is is this like hand touching or is this like full body metro touching? Or is this like the weird, creepy homeless guy who plays the accordion and then makes eye contact to get a donation? Like, where are we? And so it's really easy to see on a subway car how boundaries work. And it's harder in the not subway car of everyday life. So the question and the answer is all wrapped up in how do we get around those awkward situations where we don't want to do something, we don't want to lie, and we want to teach people how to treat us. And I'm going to go into that for clients, for you, and um, let's do this shit. So first and foremost, no lying. So saying that you're busy on Tuesday so is only going to kick the ball down the road so that now instead of the when you say, ah, I can't do that, I'm busy on Tuesday, when the person comes back with what about Wednesday – you're going to have to address that issue again instead of saying, no, dude, I just can't do that. The way to get around lying is to stick to really short sentences. No is a complete sentence. I'm sorry, no, also a complete sentence. I can't is a complete sentence. I'm sorry, I can't is a complete sentence. Je suis désolé is a complete sentence because I'm in Paris. <laughs> like, that's it. 
if you want to soften the blow of I can't, I'm sorry, I can't, no, you can say I can't, so-and-so can. So in the case of the awkward situation where somebody needs something from you, you have no desire to do it, you probably know someone who could fill in for that position or who might possibly be interested. So I'm sorry, I can't, I suspect so-and-so can is super helpful. Acquaintances and clients are both kind of in this category. Potential clients, um, I can't, so-and-so can. I am so happy to recommend people to to coaches or to um, mentors who would be a better fit for them. I can't do that, so-and-so can. I'm not good at that, so-and-so is. I'm so happy to do that because otherwise we have a bad fit and things just don't line up and it's miserable for everyone. It's also okay to say I can for X dollars or for X period of time. So do you need me to fly to you in Venice to do a one-on-one consultation with you because you cannot possibly pick up the phone? I can for a whole shit ton of money. Do you need me to reschedule you from three weeks from now until two hours from now? I can, but there's going to be a charge. Does that make sense? So instead of saying I can't or no or I don't want to, you say I can't. For the normal fee, I can for X fee, especially with clients. If it is something that is not money-based or not business-based, then like I, I can, but only this once. This is not okay at any other time. You're just teaching people how to treat you. And so the clearer the boundary, the clearer the line, the easier it is for people to treat you the way that you teach them to treat you, right? So when it comes to acquaintances and clients, short sentences. When it comes to your own boundaries, it's okay for them to evolve. In fact, it's kind of weird if they don't. Think about the first time that you heard about oral sex, and I guarantee you were probably under the age of 10, if not 12. And you were not like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. You were like, ah, that's never happening. Never doing that. That is never, ever, ever, ever happening. Had you kept that boundary, that would be a little awkward right now. But you don't keep that boundary. It changes. It evolves as you evolve, and it matures as you mature. So it's okay for your boundaries to evolve over time. You might end up doing things you never thought you would, like oral sex. And you might also, on the other side, stop doing things you never thought you would. When I was photographing in a studio, I was like, this is the work I am meant to do. And then when I was photographing with natural light with kids, I was like, this is the work I'm meant to do. And when I get a book deal, I'm like, this is the work I'm meant to do. And so it's okay if it evolves that the work that you're meant to do changes and evolves and isn't this very static thing. And as your work evolves, your boundaries evolve. So maybe you want to take on a lot more clients in your business this year, and that's a boundary that you have. And then you find that, oh, dear God, that's overwhelming, so now we want to cut it back. And that's a boundary you have. When you make yourself wrong for shifting or for changing, you're just taking on unnecessary guilt. It's okay to let your boundaries evolve without guilt. And then we come to people-pleasing which is when you just say yes and then you do the thing even though every part of your body does not want to do the thing. And this is the worst because you're punishing yourself, you don't want to do it, and other people can feel obligation. They can feel it and it doesn't feel good. When your friend shows up because they feel like they have to come to your party, not because they want to, you can feel it and it's different than if they were just like, oh my God, this is going to be the best night ever. And they show up with like three bottles of wine and a fucking confetti cannon, right? Totally different vibe than when you're just like, hey, I'm here. 
People can feel obligation and they don't like it. So your people-pleasing tendencies, however strong or weak they might be, consider that what you don't take on freely, it's going to have a weight to it that other people can feel and that they won't enjoy. So it actually could be better for you to just say, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm sorry, it won't, or no, or I can, but only this once, or I just, no, I can't especially as an introvert. So I did the mistake of, I always try to not be human on vacation, like to not have to eat and not have to sleep and not have to go to the bathroom because those are really annoying things that take away from my time to like consume art and visit the city and people watch and pet all the dogs possible. So I am constantly on long vacations or long trips, like three weeks, irritated by my own humanity. And so out of a sense of people pleasing, just in my romantic relationship this morning, I woke up and I was like, okay, we had said that we were going to do these three things and I have no interest in any of them this morning. I really just want to super ultra introvert, but I said I would do them. And so you either choose it like, yes, I can absolutely do these things. I can choose to do them because I said I would, or you can get out of it, which is what I actually ended up doing. I was like, I love you so much, Bear. I love you so much. And I just, I don't have any interest in doing these things today. What I really want to do is take an Uber to Shakespeare and company and sit there until I have to pee really badly because there's no bathroom within blocks and then bring an Uber home and then spend the rest of the day reading in the apartment in Paris, even though we're in Paris and it activates my FOMO like crazy. And he smiled his mischievous little smile and he said that was fantastic. And he chose, he was like, he, he wanted to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower just to see what it was like and then go to Jim Morrison's grave and Baudelaire's grave and a couple of like famous graves in this giant cemetery. And I was like, oh, those things sound awful. You go do those things and you have like Big Bear's Adventure in Paris Day and I will have Kristen's very quiet time in Paris Day. Because I was here a week before him to do mullet and so my threshold for having not had any introverted time has been reached. So that's boundaries too. Just within your romantic relationship saying, I'm so sorry, I can't do this, and being really honest about it. And I expected him to be upset. And instead, it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go visit Jim Morrison's grave. Hell yes. Done. Awesome. Amazing. Does that make sense? Also, I'm sorry, it appears that there are like French ghosts in the attic here. So if you hear that, it's not me. It's, um, it's the French ghosts. They just wanted to say hi. Otherwise, in terms of boundaries, we've almost hit 10 minutes. First and foremost, and most importantly, and I can't tell you how much this changes everything, and it's really fucking simple, is to never start your day with email. If the first thing you do is roll over, pick up your phone, and start your day with email, I would rather that you just roll over, pick up your phone, throw it across the room, and smash it. Because email is never a calming, soothing activity unless you had inbox zero a minute ago and you're checking your email again. And then it's like, ha ha, I have one. Otherwise, it's going to induce stress. It's not going to be fun. And it's basically just a barrage of other people's requests for you. So I would say that a good way to have boundaries is to start with whatever it is you do in the world that is your particular magic And email comes after that because email is most definitely muggling. So go listen to the three types of business time podcast when we talk about 
magic time, which is when you do what it is that you do that's wonderful. Muggle time, which is when you do all those very human things like inventory and accounting and emailing and phone calling and that. And then mogul time, which is the time where you show the work that you're doing to the world. Because you're not naturally Kanye, you're probably a little more modest. And so we all kind of skip mogul time because we don't want to show off. But that's really important too. So never start your day with email. Not all correspondence requires a response. I know I've said that before. I have a horrible fear of repeating myself, and yet I'm saying it again. When people have obviously added me to a list or they're following up on an unsolicited call or email for the third time, it's unsolicited and you didn't even spell my name right. I'm just deleting that. The end. There is no response necessary. No is a complete sentence. I promise you. No is a complete sentence. And people appreciate an honest and firm no versus the back and forth of maybe or I don't know or contact me later or we'll see or I would so much rather have people be like, I am 1000% not fucking interested in M school. Fuck off. And have people be like, I'm interested. I don't know. Um, Because now I'm going to follow up with you. Now I'm going to ask you questions. Now I'm going to use my time. And if you know that you're not going to come, you're just wasting my time, then fucking stop it. (laughs) and go do your own thing and don't pay any more attention to M school or buy it, get in there. Let's do it together. So boundaries, when you teach people how to treat you are actually really helpful and saying yes and saying no clearly and firmly, that's actually a gift to the world. Saying no clearly and firmly is a gift to the world. Do I want you to come over here right now and for me to coach you? No, because I'm in Paris in my beautiful Airbnb for a few more days. Do I want you to ask me questions about M school? Yes. Do I want you to contact me about M school, even though you really already know that you're not going to buy, but you just want my time? No. (laughs) Do I want you to come to M school? If you are in any small capacity interested in the way that your magic is infused with your muggle life, and if you suspect that there could be more to your life than just kind of muggling through, and muggling through being like you're, you make money and you pay the bills and maybe you buy some extra stuff, but it seems like there's some element missing, and that element is magic, which you're probably ignoring, and that's what we talk about in M school. And lots of M school, lots of magic stuff that we learn is about actually just clearing out all the places that you've crowded with muggle stuff in an attempt to not feel what you're feeling and an attempt to just pretend that the way everyone is treating you is fine instead of teaching people how to treat you, which is really fucking important. And M school or not buying anything from me or not, when you teach people how to treat you, your life changes for the better and you keep doing it and you keep trying it and you keep working at it and it keeps getting clearer and clearer and firmer and firmer and easier and easier to create a space for yourself and for what you believe in your life. Thank you so much for listening from the bottom of my heart. I hope my Parisian ghosts haven't bothered you too much. I will be back on the grounds in the United States next week. Should you have any need to ask me any questions, I'm at brandcamponline at gmail.com. You can catch the last of my Parisian adventures on Instagram at kkelp. And you can check out M School, Brandcamp Online. I'm sorry, BrandcampBlog.com slash M School. And that puppy is only $199, which I can tell you is basically the deal of the fucking century. 
So less than 200 bucks, get your ass to M school. If you can't come to the live meetup in Harry Potter world, you get a 15 minute call with me, which is usually valued at 149 in which we solve your life. It is magnificent. Fucking do that. Cause, um, yeah, cause it's good and it's worth it. May you make the clearest boundaries of your whole life in the coming week. And then let me know how it goes. Brandcamponline at gmail.com. And may you teach people how to treat you over and over and over and over again. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you in the United States. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.